What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and today we're going to be doing a curbside consult talking all about, a little bit, I should say, about 529s and maxing out retirement accounts. But I think I'm going to end up getting kind of nerdy on some of the whole life piece of this question. Before we jump in, one, thank you for doing what you do. Two, I'd love to answer your questions. So please email them to me, ryan at financialresidency.com or click on the link in the description here and leave me a voicemail or you can go to financialresidency.com slash question and leave that voicemail like this amazing caller did today. So this comes from a longtime listener. I edited out some of the personal identifying information, but let's hear her question. Hi, Ryan. My name is Timothy Ryan from Orange, Connecticut. I have a couple questions. My first question is, does it make sense to fully fund your retirement before contributing to a college savings plan, such as a 529? I have a chat here in Connecticut, but I haven't maxed out my IRAs. So should I stop contributing to the 529 plan until my retirement is maxed out. And then my second plan has to do with whole life. I made the typical physician mistake of purchasing a whole life policy about nine years ago when my son was little. A few years ago, I wanted to cancel the policy and the insurance agent talked me out of it. Part of his reasoning is my husband is 20 years older. And while we have some term life policies, they will be going away soon because he's so much older. And this will still pay out until I believe he's 100 years old. It's also a non-tax, gross non-tax cash value. So does it ever make sense in that situation with a much older spouse who's currently semi-retired and I'm still working full-time? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I think those are two fantastic questions. And I really want to thank you for calling that in so we could all hear your amazing voice, how much more fun it is than me reading the question. Now, does it make sense to max out retirement accounts before your 529 plans for your kids? Absolutely, right? We want you to max out either your 401k or your 403b. Once you max out your IRAs, if you end up having an HSA, I'd even toss that in before you start actually investing in your 529 plan for your kids. Because like how they say in the airlines, put the mask on yourself, then put it on your little ones. This is exactly what you do in this situation. We want you to make sure that your retirement is taken care of, that you will be okay. Because your 529 plan, really what that is, to think about it in a bit different context, is that's just variable spending that's delayed into the future. You have Uh, brand new newborn in 18 years, you're about to spend a whole bunch of money and it's forcing you to save early for that variable expense that's coming, which is going to be schooling. And of course, then it allows you with some tax benefits and investing and all the other good stuff that goes into it. I'm not saying 529s are bad by any means, but it is just variable spending that's being delayed. Make sure you max out all of your retirement accounts before you even think about contributing to the 529 plan. All right, so let's get a little nerdy on whole life. And I'm going to be completely blunt here for a second without talking to you, without seeing enforced illustrations, without even knowing what you purchased, without understanding a little bit about health history. There's so many things that go into this. I can't give you an answer on does it make sense to cancel or not. It does make sense that you tried canceling it and the agent talked you out of it because they're still earning trails. So every time you make a payment on premium, they're still getting paid. 
But I do want to give everyone, and hopefully this helps give you some context as well, but I do want to give everyone a little bit of information on whole life insurance and why everyone's pitched this crap. Because if you guys can understand why this is actually being pitched to you and what the true purpose of insurance is, I don't think any of you would ever buy it again. So whole life insurance literally is covering you for your entire life. Whereas a term policy, which is also what you said you had, which is fantastic, provides coverage during a specific period of time, right? Whole life is until you literally pass away or until you cancel it. It also comes with an added investment component. And so the insurance company is going to invest part of the premiums that you're paying in, and they're going to earn some money while you pay for the policy. Now, you might be aware that you can borrow against that invested part, which is known as the cash value. Ultimately, honestly, investment returns are going to be somewhat low in whole life policies. And in reality, the first seven to 10 years of the policy, you were actually going to get back less than what you paid in with all the surrender charges and all the other fees that are wrapped up into it, which is a huge bummer because that money have just invested in the markets, even through this downturn and COVID crisis, you'd still be significantly further ahead because the market experienced such a bull market run. But you can't change the past. We can only look forward to changing the future. Now, whole life insurance is at least two, if not more times the cost of term coverage because they're taking that extra risk of providing coverage to you for your entire life. And the likelihood of someone that would pass during a, let's say, a 20-year term life policy is actually really small. And that's why the premiums are a lot cheaper. But If you're going to keep the whole life policy, the insurance company knows like, well, at some point I'm on the hook when you pass away, eventually that I need to pay this out. Now, insurance policies should provide money to replace income for a few years and to handle any outstanding debts. Super high level, right? That's what it should be designed to do. That's why when single people that have no one depending on their income, they don't necessarily need a life insurance because there's no one there that is depending on them. The life insurance policies that you would have need to only last as long as there's significant financial obligations on behalf of your dependents that they couldn't handle by themselves. So chances are, if you're a physician listening, that you are reasonably responsible with your finances, that at age 85, your mortgage is going to be paid off, your kids are probably through school and done, And you're going to be living off your retirement account that you won't have any income that needs to be replaced. Now we can get into the nitty gritty details of health and all that, but I'm, I'm staying somewhat high level on this. One of the biggest issues I have with whole life, especially targeting physicians is that by the time you're 70 or, I mean, we have clients at 52 and 54 that are going to be retiring. Like you're not going to have debts. You're not going to need coverage at that point. Your death wouldn't take your whole family into a huge financial tailspin. It would suck. They would be devastated, but they're not going to be devastated financially. And really it's that honestly 15 to 20 year initial early career physician that you're your most vulnerable, right? You just finished training, super vulnerable. You have this really high earning potential and you have negative net worth and basically no assets, right? That's when you need the most coverage. You don't need coverage your entire life. And it's important to also think about the person selling you that coverage, why they're doing it. They're selling it because that's the way they earn a living. They're going to earn a commission, just like 
waiters and waitresses working in a restaurant who get a bulk of their income from tips. These people earn commissions when they sell products. Huge bummer. I think the biggest issue I have with all of this is actually that they don't have to disclose how they make money or when they make money and they can call themselves financial planners or financial advisors pretending to be objective people when in reality they don't have any fiduciary obligation unlike us, like as fee-only financial planners. And I think that gives the entire financial planning space a really bad name. It gives us a big black eye and it's very frustrating from that standpoint. But if you think, do you really need coverage for your whole life? Who's actually selling you this policy? Do you really have dependents that would be tossed into a financial tailspin and you know be absolutely devastated financially if you were to pass that couldn't be covered with term insurance? Yeah, you'll have to answer those questions for yourself. But these are some of the big things. If we were able to sit down face to face, I'd be looking at what you actually own because I still don't technically know it other than that it's a whole life policy. We'd have to see enforced illustrations what the cash value is. My guess is you're kind of at that awkward stage, like the tween stage where you're nine, 10 years into it and you probably are going to break even. You know, maybe it was a way to force save and you got a ton of cash value and otherwise you haven't been saving enough money. That could really help you if you were to end up getting rid of it and putting it towards debt or other things. But there's so many different ways and avenues we can go. I just hope that that kind of high level on term and whole life insurance was helpful because I think that's as much as I can do on the podcast for you. So thank you so much for calling in. Remember, if you want your question answered, I'd love to do it. I've got a queue a little bit here that have been coming in, which is fantastic. I want to keep answering these. I'm going to keep doing it as long as you guys keep kicking butt and taking names and saving all of us. So thank you for doing what you do. I know I really appreciate it whole medical community rallying behind all of you as us spouses stay at home and worry about you guys. But thank you so much. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.